let's address the elephant here in the radio studio and pretty much everywhere else. Illinois hit its highest average daily case count this week since the start of the pandemic, exceeding 16,000 cases a day. And as that's happening, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has cut the recommended isolation and quarantine period for COVID in half. It's down to five days. Now, in a statement, the CDC says isolation time can be cut further if there are staffing shortages. The move comes as many in the healthcare field are facing shortages and burnout after two years of the pandemic and in the middle of an exponential spike in cases. Critics of the move are questioning the CDC's credibility and sparking an onslaught of memes on social media. Dr. Emily Landon is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. Hi, Dr. Landon. Welcome back to Reset. Hi, Sasha. How are you? I'm doing well, doctor. Uh, I want you to make this make sense for me, though. Tell us what more you can share about the CDC's updated guidance, because I am confused with a capital C. Ah, aren't we all right? Um, Well, I think it is. I think it's really confusing because it doesn't necessarily have. um, Well, it's confusing. So let's just start out with what it says (laughs) and what it doesn't say. It says that people who have have an infection with COVID, but get better by day five, like they are completely fine, can come out of isolation a little bit early, but they can't really come out of isolation. They can leave their house. They just need to always have a mask on all the time when they're around other people for the second half of the 10 days. So there's good evidence that people are a lot less contagious in those second half, the the days six through 10, than they are Mm -hmm. in days one through five. That's true but it doesn't mean that you're perfectly safe. So um, when it comes to, you know, would I want to have a drink with someone who's in day six to 10? Probably not. Would I want to have them take care of my child at home? Probably not. But would it be okay for them to go to the grocery store and pick stuff up? Yeah. Would it be okay for them to work in a field where they can keep their mask on all the time and not be around anybody else? It's probably okay. And the majority of them, especially approaching 10 days, are not going to be contagious anymore. It's that having close contact with those people is definitely not a good idea. And the CDC says that. They say they cannot have unmasked close contact with people. The, the part that I think is the most confusing for people is that previously when the CDC recommended that certain people wear masks and other people not wear masks, mm-hmm. it did not happen. And so right. I think people are expecting that, um, that a lot of people are going to read this headline and say, I'm good after five days. And they're going to miss the part about being completely back to normal and not having any symptoms at all and completely miss the part about wearing masks. And I'm worried that employers are going to say, oh, you're mostly better. You should come back. Just keep your mask on, but then not really provide them a separate place to eat or a place to take a break where they can have a drink of water. And so they'll have to do that around their coworkers, and that could be risky. My crystal ball tells me that's exactly what's going to happen. So so you're saying that the CDC settled on this five days for everyone, essentially, because uh, they say 85 to 90 percent of transmission happens within those first five days. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, there and that's true. But I also think that there's a little bit of a bias in that data, because the fact is that most people are diagnosed with COVID by day five, and they're in isolation for days five through 10. And so they're not transmitting as much. They're trans they were they've been doing most of the transmission in the first few days, largely because sure, they do have much higher viral loads and are much more contagious. But some of that may be that percentage may be skewed a little bit because a lot of people are isolating by day three, four, because their tests have come back already by then. So it sounds like this decision had as much to do with business as it did with the science. 
Oh, I'm, and I'm sorry about the noise there, but um, I have no idea what's actually what happened behind closed doors in that room. But I have to tell you, I find it really hard looking at the scientific literature to feel like this is the right recommendation to make. It will work as long as everybody keeps those masks on and really is asymptomatic. The problem is that we already know that that's not what people will do. And people were actually being pretty good at staying home for 10 days when we said stay home for 10 days. So changing that recommendation, you know, is going to have maybe a negative impact on things. It To me, it feels a little bit like um, in the places where people are following the rules and being really careful, they're going to wear their masks and be really careful in the second five days, and that's going to be fine. But in the places where people aren't being very careful, we've now just basically, you know, poured gasoline on a fire. And that, those are the places where we don't need that. Yeah. And, and when you talk about masks, right, and continuing to mask up, especially after these five days, what masks are you talking about? Are you, are you talking about yeah. cloth masks still? So, you know, I, I hate to throw everything into one basket, but they do say that you have to wear a well-fitting and high-quality mask. That means probably not the cloth mask that you bought online this year. If you are making cloth masks at home with multiple layers of high-quality cotton and silk organza, then, you know, you may be having a pretty good fabric mask, but the vast majority of fabric masks are not good enough. You really need to have a surgical mask that fits tightly at the very least, and that can be really hard. I know surgical masks don't fit me very well. And mm -hmm. so the other option would be a KN95 or an N95. And those are widely available on Amazon, but not everybody can afford to buy a bunch of those masks. So I think we need to, I think these recommendations, I think it's a, not a great idea to recommend something that has become a very political thing, which is the mask wearing as a yeah. mainstay of the intervention. And then I think uh, failing to really put the, the, the focus on the quality of the mask and not providing that mask to people is um, not, not a great step either. As you talk about recommendation, so CDC recommends and CDC says those two terms are trending right now on social media. A lot of folks yeah. on there clowning the CDC. Just It's just, it's gotten ridiculous to the point where you just have to laugh because we're just at the point where you just, you really just have to, make light of this situation. But, you know, folks saying, you know, now the CDC says you don't have to quarantine at all if you sage your entire house and then you put some anointing <laughs> oil on your mask. People bringing up ginger ale and Vicks and Robitussin and all these ridiculous things, obviously being sarcastic. But I question now the credibility of the CDC with all of these changes. Amid these concerns, doctor, the CDC previously estimated Omicron would account for 73% of COVID cases. This week, it dropped that number to 59%, which is a big change, especially while cases are still climbing. So what do you say we take yeah. away from the CDC, you know, especially with this dramatic estimate change? Yeah, let's remember that that estimate change was from two, it was actually for the data from two weeks ago. They adjusted it based on what they actually, they had only projected that that week might have had 72%. And then when they checked the data, it was really only 25%. Sounds like they need to do a better job with their crystal ball, which actually in science, we don't use crystal balls. We use, you know, mathematical models, but their model probably wasn't very good. Um, and I'm sure they've adjusted that. Um, but that's still a couple weeks ago. So regardless of what it, whether or not there were 72 or 25 percent of cases for Omicron back, you know, on December 11th is kind of irrelevant because now, you know, it's doubled at least a couple times since then, which means that we're probably mostly Omicron now. So it would have been nice to have had accurate data earlier. But, you know, that's 
it's very difficult to have accurate sequencing data in real time. It's just not, it doesn't go that quickly. So I think it's not ideal, but that was probably mostly an honest mistake on their part. Yeah. And of course, it's to just, your, your, to your comment a moment ago, my engineer, Ethan says, the CDC says actually crystal balls work just fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we'll Just right, right on, uh, on, Yes. Uh, what percentage of current COVID cases are actually the Omicron variant, doctor? We we don't know exactly, but the estimate is that almost all of them are by now. Um, and if they're not by now, they will be next week. So it's not super important to know exactly how many there are. That doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that any symptoms that you have of a cold right now are far and away more likely to be COVID than anything else. We're not seeing a lot of positives in the other respiratory viruses that are going around. We are seeing COVID and tons and tons of COVID, even mild cold symptoms that you are like, oh, this can't be COVID. Well, if you're fully vaxxed and boosted, it can. It absolutely can be COVID. And for you, it is totally gonna be an Oma cold. I mean, I hate to use terms that are apparently on Fox News, but it is, it's true. It probably is gonna be an Oma cold. The problem is that you can carry that Oma cold out. And if you give it to, the, to someone else who's immunocompromised or who's unvaxxed, um, then it's not gonna be so much of an Oma cold and it could be a lot worse. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with Dr. Emily Landon, infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. We're discussing the new CDC guidance on quarantining due to COVID. Coming up in about five minutes on the program, filmmaker Ken Burns about the showman, the activist, and one of the greatest athletes of all time, Muhammad Ali. So stick around for that conversation. So, doctor, given everything we've discussed, are you concerned with how the CDC is communicating with the public? Yes, I am. I think that there's a lot of nuance in these recommendations and they're trying to balance things like keeping industries open and offering people an op a way to be able to keep these things open, but they're sacrificing a little bit of the science and using these like politically divisive methods of, of allowing people to get back to life. They need to be if you're going to do that, you need to really explain to people. There needs to be a clear accounting for the fact that a, a big chunk of people are still contagious on day six, period. They're not as contagious as they were before. They're not going to start a super spreader event, but they sure are. There's still a lot of people contagious and people need to understand that. And there needs to be a lot of talking about it. I think, you know, Tom Frieden was tweeting yes last night. I think this is a great idea. Why are there not briefings with question and answer sessions with the CDC so that they can explain this nuance to the American people. Americans mm -hmm. are smart and should be able to follow this, but they can't just do it with one paragraph and one little table. We need to give them all the information if we're going to make these nuanced report uh, recommendations or balancing, you know, health and economy. You mentioned earlier your concern uh, about what this is going to mean uh, for employers, right? How they're going to think about this. Should businesses be wary or, or should they celebrate this new guidance? Because on the one hand, they now have employees that can come back after five and not 10 days post their last negative COVID test. On the other hand, that potentially puts more people around them at risk. I think they need to be extremely cautious. This gives them the opportunity to find ways to use their staff that get better quickly to be able to continue running their business, but it is not a blanket, everybody comes back at six days. They need to check in with their staff and make sure that they are completely well. 
They need to make sure that they're all, they're able to wear a mask all the time. If they need to shorten the shifts, if they need to give them a separate place to eat, that's, you know, we allow people, healthcare workers to come back early too, if they're vaxxed. And if they have a mild infection that resolves, we start testing them on day five. And if their test is negative or the first day their test is negative, we allow them to come back, but they have to wear an N95 all the time. We let their coworkers know that they are coming back early and they need to keep six feet of distance. We give them a special place to eat their lunch and to be away from others. And we limit their contact with patients that are most vulnerable. And so you'll always, be that that is a safe way we check to make sure they're not contagious then we add on additional layers that mm -hmm. is safe and cautious what the i think the cdc's recommendations could be taken by some as a green light to do things that are just going to result in more employees getting sick and even more lost time so it may not be the help that businesses want it to be unless they interpret this with a, a lot of caution so is there anything more that you would like to hear from the CDC as far as guidance, especially considering that we are now facing this more highly contagious variant? Yeah, I think that they need to remind the public that an omicold in the wrong individual can not can result in a very serious infection. I think that they need to make sure that people understand that a lot of these people who are coming out of isolation are still going to be contagious. And that means that you still need to take precautions or else your business is just going to, you're just kicking the can down the road. You bring that person back at six days, but then you got three people sick, you know, a few days later. So yeah. the the necessity to go through the nuanced and the details and remind people about how to use the science to their advantage to be able to keep their businesses open is what people need. They don't just need a dumbed down version of the simplest explanation that they can give. I know it's confusing. I know it's hard for people to follow complex things, but I think most people would appreciate to hear the detail and the nuance and, the un and understand what's really being recommended as opposed right. to just the quick and dirty. Dr. Emily Landon is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Chicago. Dr. Landon, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Be safe.